What is going on, guys? I am Paul Ryan, your host of the Across the Cowboys podcast. This podcast is part of the Across the Board Sports Podcast family. If you're new to the show, thank you for joining us. And to our regular listeners, welcome back. With me, as always, is my co-host, the driest co-host in the world, Mike the Big Bro. <laughs> Mike, how are you? As in humor, right? Dry humor? <laughs> yeah. Just so y'all know, I have, I get, very, I'm diabetic. I get very dry skin. And we were looking at the camera and I have my whiskey here, new whiskey, really good. But right next to it is like my bottles of lotion. And I was like, you know what? I ought to move, like tilt it the right way where the lotion's not on the camera because people might get the wrong idea. Super dry skin, y'all. That's why I'm the driest co-host. You've got the, you know, you've got the whiskey, you've got the lotion, you've got the box of Kleenex. <laughs> Yeah, there's no, there's no Kleenex, at least. <laughs> but see, I even have this shit. Look at this. Therapeutic. Uh, see? It's like therapeutic for dry skin. My skin's off. Oh, wow. I, mean, you know what? I have a weird thing with, like, hand sanitizer. Even if my hands aren't dirty or, like, dry or anything, I, I just kind of like to put hand sanitizer on. I just like the feeling. Is that weird? Nope. They well, they said the reason my hands are so dry is because I cook so and I wash them a lot. I'm very yeah. protective of cooking for people. And right. when you wash your hands a lot with cheaper soap, you dry out your skin. You know, that's uh-huh. one of the reasons. And then being diabetic doesn't help. So the lotions for my feet actually. Um, and, and you know, it's just something you have to do when you're diabetic, keep your keep your feet as uh lotioned up and not dry as possible. So yeah, I got to use that shit all the time, but it helps my hands too. I hear you, Mike. Well, you know, we, we've got a lot to discuss, Mike, but of course, before we get into any of that, uh, let them know where they can find you on Twitter. At CD Piglet, guys, nice and easy. Guys, I'm Paul Ryan. You can find me on Twitter at Paul underscore Ryan 15. You know, I, I got a little bit ahead of myself there, Mike. Of course, we, before we can talk about any of today's moves, we have to talk about one thing and one thing only while you're pouring up a nice shot. I'm getting a little jealous. I'm having it truly tonight, but you've got the good stuff. So, Dude, cheers, this, my friend. This whiskey's unbelievable. Hey, I love me some truly. So, oh, roasted, uh, roasted pecan whiskey. Never heard of it before. We'll buy a ton of it from now on. Do you like? Uh, do you drink a lot of Shiner beer? I don't Shiner drink. The funny thing is, is I stopped drinking completely because I was a huge alcoholic. For a, for a lot of time, so I shouldn't be drinking at all. But, um, uh, you know, some situations happen. Uh, Paul, you know what's going on. And uh, I've had a shot here. You know, I this this bottle lasts me a few days. This is a couple days. So um, I drink a little bit now, but I'm a hard liquor guy. No no beer, no wine. Was Mitch helping to get to the end of that bottle? Oh, Mitch, here's what happens. We split a bottle. I get two shots of it. Mitchell drinks the rest. And so this one, I've drank more than Mitchell. That's how much I like that whiskey. And that, ne- I, I can't remember last time I drank more of a bottle than him. Like, ev- I, I can't remember it. 10, 15 years ago, maybe? Yeah. You know, was, I'm, <laughs> I'm giving myself away. <laughs> he might not have been 21, 10, 15 years ago. Uh-oh. But I didn't give him the alcohol. He must have got it somewhere. Because we don't encourage underage drinking on this show. Yes, my, my cousin Ryan, shout out to Price if you're listening. He never once uh, drank with me. He never 
bought me alcohol. We never drank together. Now he was a much better influence than that. Just like you, Mike. Yes, exactly. So uh, how about these Cowboys or Meatless Monday or anything beyond what I just <laughs> stepped into? Anything to get you out of trouble, right? Yeah, please. Yes. <laughs> well, you, you said the magic words, Mike. Meatless Monday. What was on the menu today? Good stuff. Uh, pad Thai with tofu. Mm. Um, I've, I've re... I had I, I went to this place. I'm gonna I'm not gonna remember the the name, but it was a Thai place, and they fry their tofu. And oh, since wow. I've had it, I'm not really a tofu fan. I'm you know yeah. I do meatless Monday, but I ain't that crazy, you know. Mm-hmm. But since I had that, I've been on this tofu kick where I've wanted to try different types of it. So I tried it for this pad Thai. It was really good. Um, this morning I only had like a granola bar, one of my kind bars. And then for dinner, I'm going to have, uh, I'm marinating some portobello mushrooms right now. And I'm going to make a pet. I made a kale pesto and I'm going to make some mashed potatoes. So the, the, the portobello mushroom kind of plays like a steak and it's steak yeah. and potatoes. And then your sauce is a pesto. What, what, what is your preferred potato to make mashed potatoes with? Yukon, Yukon yeah. gold all yeah, day, sure. baby. Yes. They do make a perfect potato. They're so small. You can dice them up like all the same size and they mash up really easily, cook really fast. And they're, they're a nice looking mashed potato as well. If, if I'm making hash browns or fried potatoes, I like russets. If I'm mm-hmm. making potato salad, it's all red, but always red potatoes for potato salad. But for mashed potatoes, you only Yukon gold. Like I don't even want to mess with the other stuff. Yeah, I actually just bought a, bought a bag of those myself at the store to make some sometime this week as well. So good. Mm. All right, well, Mike, let's get now people want to get to it's free agency and Dallas actually doing stuff. I mean, it's their own guys, but shit, normally we don't even do that. So, yeah. Well, you know, Mike, somebody stole the show. It wasn't the Cowboys for once, but Tom Brady announcing that he's coming back for one more year. What are your thoughts on that? Piss on that guy. I don't care. Go away, Tom Brady. So tired of that guy. He's old. He's a cheater. Piss on you, Tom Brady. I hope your Bucks lose. This is supposed to be our little window. We don't need you coming back and interfering. Screw that guy. Let's talk about good free agents in the draft. Piss on him. Yeah, Michael. It was totally unexpected. <laughs> Very annoying. I'm not as mad about it as you are. You know, I don't. I don't hate Tom Brady. I don't hate the old quarterback like you do. But yeah, I was. I was kind of excited to see him call it quits and. Uh, you know, just help Dallas's chances that much more by him not being around. Hey, my notes were like, you know, Tampa Bay now goes into the top three with Green Bay and the Rams. They're actually making moves. Dallas is getting worse. But after the last few moves, I'm like, no, I want to see what Dallas is doing now. Fuck Tom Brady. Get him out of here. Go, go, go away. You're, you're freaking awesome. You overcame even at first you, you were just a cheater to me. But yeah. the last two years when you've been like 40 and over and killing it and you won a Super Bowl with Tampa Bay and props to that guy, you 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 really can't hate on that guy. He's fucking unbelievable. But let's move on, dude. Like I want to I want to talk about Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow and, and Dak. Dak's six years in and, and you know, these this new crop. He He's old. They got a lot of free agents in the draft they need to work on to keep people. But. I hope they suck, and I hope he falls off a cliff because he's competition. I don't want him hurt or anything, 
Well, we suck. Suck. I don't care. Suck and don't make the playoffs. I'm Cowboys. I want Cowboys to win. Piss on that guy. You know, man, I uh, I can't ever see that happening. I just, I've chosen now because of the run that he's had to just appreciate the greatness. I was excited that he was calling it quick, like I said, but now that he's bringing it back, I'm curious to see if he will actually fall off that cliff or will he be the first player to be to uh, win the battle with Father Time. I hope he sucks. I hope he sucks. I hope he's scared in the pocket. I hope the offensive line sucks. I hope he's not carried by the defense anymore and they can't keep Sue and they can't keep Barrett and he wasted his time and his team goes eight and eight and makes it because his division sucks and that's it. And then he's knocked out right away by Dallas. Piss on them. Play them again. Let's go, Brady. We'll play you again. Okay, so would your brother Tampa Bay brought back Brady or traded for Deshaun Watson? Oh, you want – well, I mean, assuming legal troubles aside, I'd rather have Deshaun Watson. Brady's got one more year. Watson's got – if I'm Tampa, if I'm a Tampa fan. uh, I'm not saying that's you, the fan that you are. That's what I mean. Mm, I'll let Brady. He didn't look that. To be honest, he didn't look that. I know he went on MVP and stuff like that, but the minute his offensive line got compromised at all, yeah. shit bag. Like if you get any, if you can get to him, if he isn't comfortable back there with, you have to remember he he's older. He's great, but he's older. He needs yeah. Antonio Brown and Evans and. Godwin and Gronk and Bray and OJ Howard, his offensive line has to be awesome. Then he looks great. Take AB away, take uh, uh, Godwin away. His offensive line's compromised, and you know he gets beat. Like he's 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 still an older, pretty good quarterback. He just has so much around him, and his brain is he he's seen everything. So if you mm-hmm. give him any time, one of his great options are going to get open and he's going to make the right play that's what's great about him but i don't think he can carry anybody anymore i think it, i don't think he could do that back way back in new england he he got to where he couldn't carry anyone anymore he's just really really good he, he's really smart so if if you give him the easy option he can make it he know he knows where to go with the ball Hey, our, our friend and uh, account manager for the ATB Cowboys uh, Twitter page, sir, Mr. Frankie Kenneth, he said, I'm with pigs. Screw Tom. Yes. Piss on that guy. Piss on Tom Brady. I said it. Go ahead. Piss on him. Let's, let's go. Let's, What's next? No, let's, hope, let's hope he doesn't hear this. I'm sure he's well-connected, Mike. Another uh, quarterback who's kind of getting close there age-wise is Mr. Aaron Rodgers. Piss he on made. Aaron Rodgers. Piss on him. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, the fifty million. He right, kind of weird stuff. He, he might request, Mike. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I don't know. He he looks. What well, he might like it. Whatever. Go go ahead. I apologize. I'm... <laughs> it's just, at age thirty nine, Mike. I mean, is Aaron Rodgers worth fifty million? Uh, you, you know what it is is they they structured it to where he's not really getting fifty the next two years, and they're gonna go after it the next two years and try to make the try to get their Super Bowl win the way that Rams did. Next yeah, two years, yeah. really go after it. And then after that, they'll 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 have to maneuver something or he'll retire or he'll take jeopardy or something like that. But uh as far as I'm concerned, he's great. They're one of the top three teams that we're gonna try to battle through to get to him and piss on him. I hope he sucks too. I hate him. Give me the whiskey. <laughs> that was only a shot, too. I'm not even like buzzing. I'm just pissed off. I want to. 
Cowboys are actually doing good stuff. And I don't want to think about how much better Tampa, Green Bay, or the Rams are than us. I just want to think about us ascending. You know, we're trying to keep our team together. We're trying to get, you know, another year advanced in this system and and with Dan Quinn and uh, hopefully be able to adjust to the new coverages we saw last year uh, and, and get at it. And I just want to F off to Aaron Rodgers and F off to Tom Brady. And it's, it's time for Dak to uh, and, and Cowboys to get going. You know, it's funny, Mike, is I sent you the show sheet yesterday afternoon or, you know, I don't remember exactly what time, but then shortly after that, it's like we see all these moves the Cowboys made. And there's a lot of Cowboys things to discuss. And, of course, I know that there is a move made today that will be, you know, we it's not on the show sheet, but I'm sure we'll discuss it. But I feel kind of bad because I wanted to give the audience some things that, you know, our perspective on a few different things that happened around the league and not just trying to, you know, beat that dead horse that everybody talked about the Amari trade over the weekend. So I didn't want us to just kind of focus on that and try to find things to discuss when actually things are where we're talking about happen. When, when does Dallas ever do something on the first day of free agency? So exactly. we didn't, ex- you know, we didn't expect it. We're like, well, we'll talk about everybody else. Cause our team's, you know, bullshit uh, at this time. But then they went and pulled off a, a awesome move with Gallup and an awesome move with tank. We all know I hate the uh, Schultz tag. So, you know, that's a minus. And, uh, they got what I expected from Cooper. I know a lot of people are like, oh, the worst trade in history. I, I knew it was going to be a day three pick. I thought they'd get one four. Instead, they got a five and they swapped picks in the six. So they move up a little bit, which right, isn't right. Either. So if you add that together, it's like getting a fourth round pick, which is what I expected. So I, I'm not really down on the Cooper move. I, I, they didn't want him anymore. What do you want me to say? I'm not down on the Lal Collins move either. They should get a pick for him. But if they cut him, it's about they don't, they don't like the guy in the locker room. They don't like how he shows up out of shape until this last year. And then he, you know, has his stuff go on. And um, they like Steele better. And I don't think Steele's as good a lineman. But Collins saves you $15 million on the cap next year. And Steele's not going to cost you $15 million, even if you re-sign him after this year. So I, I, I don't mind either of those moves. Um, I, I think that... You on paper, you're not better. Obviously, you're never going to be better losing an Amari Cooper um, and depth on the O line. Even you know, uh, if you thought LC was down from when he was a really great right tackle coming off the hip, hip surgery, he's still a good solid. Like he could still start. He was still better than Steele. I'm I'm just going to be honest about it. But he wasn't great, and I understand the the saving the cap. So I'm just not down on those moves. You know me. The Schultz tag pissed me off. That's stupid. Yeah. That's a really stupid move. That was that was a freakout move. Jarwin got hurt. They were ready to move on from him, and they freaked out because they didn't want to be without a tight end at all or, and have to worry about needing one in free agency and needing one in the draft. So they freaked out and tagged him, and I hated that move, and it pissed me off. The other moves, I'm not eh, – you know me, guys. I'm right here. So, I mean, you're even feeling that way even after the, the Demarcus Lawrence restructure. I love it, and I love the Gallup one, but what are they doing with it? Call me yeah. when they sign Gregory, Kirst, Hooker, Urban, Bobby Wagner. Then you'll like the, be up here. Do you, do you like the approach that Dallas is taking, letting Kirst and Gregory let those guys test the market, see what they're – what they're how they're valued and then coming back and saying hey this is what we're we're getting off to talk to us not gregory 
You don't let an edge rusher hit the market like that. Curse, fine. Uh, uh, Hooker, fine. They're both injured. Urban, obviously, mm-hmm. is coming off an injury. Um, that's all well and good. But you you should have you should have took care of the tank thing earlier, and you should have uh, uh, got to Gregory right away. I don't know why you're pushing it so much, you know, far down the line. You know, get the stuff taken care of, get to Gregory. You know, you just don't let it. I, and they 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 overvalue their thing too much. Like they think, well, this guy should be worth this much, but they forget that there's a market like exactly. uh, like Dak Prescott. They thought like, well, you know, Dak Prescott's not Patrick Mahomes, so we shouldn't have to pay him like Patrick Mahomes. Like that's not how the market works. He's a great quarterback. What wherever tier you put him in. He is a Super Bowl-capable quarterback. If your team's good enough, Dak Prescott can win you a Super Bowl. And if you're going to keep a guy like that, you you got to play in that market. And they they just – they're not very good GMs. You know, aside – they that doesn't mean they never do anything great. Michael Gallup's contract's awesome. Uh-huh. Overall, they're not a great – they're not – they're not good GMs. They've proven it over the last 25 years. They're just not good at it. I think, Mike, that's why kind of why they're approaching off the free agency this way is because they're worried about overpaying their own guys again, overvaluing their own guys again. Could be. I, I The Gregory one they should have saw coming, though. That they should have got out ahead of. I think mm-hmm. if they offered him a fair market before, you know, somewhere 12 to 15, I think Gregory just would have took it. But you let an edge rusher that position get to the open market. Now you got to bid with Denver. Not that the taxes and the fact that he wants to stay in Dallas won't make it a little less. Like Amari Cooper got offered more money and then took less to stay with us, a little bit less. Mm-hmm. Very possible Gregory does the same thing. But you shouldn't have let him get out to there. Cursing them, I get. Curse goes out and gets seven, eight million a year. You can come back and go, all right, we'll match it. We'll give you, you know, let's give you seven and a half. You know, yeah. it's not the full eight that you would have got there, but you don't have to move, you know, the system, no taxes. Just take this. But I wouldn't have done that with Gregory. I, I do kind of wonder what the market is for Gregory when you look at his age and just his production and everything, because he's never really had a, I don't think he's had a multiple sack season. He's had issues with injury and things like that. I just, I wonder if a team's going to be like, you know, Throw fifteen million at him or something like that. I think that I think they I think that's going to be about his range. I'm surprised Hassan Reddick felt low at fifteen million. I I don't believe with their with their. I think Gregory's a better player. Let me get that out of the way. But with Hassan Reddick's history, his resume, I believe that the the case could be made that Hassan Reddick should have got more money than Gregory. So if Hassan Reddick's getting 15, I expect Gregory to be right in that range, somewhere 13 to 16 million. Yeah, you know, I apologize, Mike. Somebody was looks like somebody was trying to join the stream here. Um, yeah, I, I didn't hear about the Hassan Reddick move. Was that was that recent or or was that, are you talking about a move from last year? Or? Eagles, Eagles signed Hassan Reddick today. Oh, really? Three years, 15 million a year. Oh wow, hey, that's a good move for their defensive line, man. Upgrade from Barnett for sure. Hassan Reddick will be like a 4-3 designated pass rusher, which I like him better as a 3-4 edge rusher. So mm-hmm. do I do 
you know, I don't want to be an Eagles hater here. I I don't believe Hassan Reddick in that role is worth $15 million. I think right, as right. a three-forward straight edge he is. Uh-huh. Yeah. But where they're going to play him, I don't really like him in coverage. And, and he's not great as like a play-the-run linebacker. Yeah. But as a designated pass rusher, he's going to uh, going to affect the quarterback. Yeah, but to to pay somebody with that role fifteen million, that seems I don't know. It seems like an overpay. Maybe they're going to a three four. Maybe they're going to have uh, Hardgrave play as the nose. Have Fletcher play as a as like Aaron Donald does sometimes for the Rams as a five tech. Yeah. And and uh, Reddick and um, and Josh Sweat are your. Um, Outside linebackers. That's very, very possible. It, you know, it was a pretty active uh, first week of not necessarily free agency, but of the, uh, you know, offseason here in the NFL. When you look at the moves made, which team had the best move last week, you think? I mean, I, you got to give it to the Bucks. I hate to say it, but they went from basically there, even with Jameis Wilson, Winston, they're maybe they win a bad division, but they're not contenders. And now they got Brady back. They're a top three team. So, and they brought back Ryan Jensen. So I got to go Bucks. I hate piss on them, hate them, but I got to give them credit. That's that's the one. Yeah, for me, I have to go with the Denver Broncos, man. I mean, you look at that that offense, the weapons they have on offense and that offensive line, and then you look at that defense. Adding Russell Wilson for, I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like trading away picks where they're probably going to be pretty low. I mean, except with the exception of the ones this year. When you can get a guy like Russell Wilson, who we've seen what he's capable of, I mean, from go to pretenders to instant contenders. I mean, that, that's a winning move to me. Five picks and uh, two starters for the third best quarterback in the division. I don't know, man. I mean, it's a tough division nonetheless, but overall in the, in the NFL, I mean, where do you rank Russell Wilson? Derek Carr is better than, no, I'm not that drunk. You're not that guy. <laughs> you know, you're not that guy. I love Derek Carr. He's from my hometown. Love him, but no, he ain't Russell Wilson. I ain't that crazy. But I, I take Herbert and Mahomes over Wilson. I think Wilson's been kind of on a downturn the last two years. He's older. He really hasn't done anything without a team that had an elite defense. So Denver's defense pretty damn good, um, which will help him. But I'm not, I'm not going all crazy about it. You know, I'm just not going to go over the top. I gotta, I gotta see them be as good as the Chargers with all the moves they made today mm, yeah. and of course kansas city's you know they got they got big guns so i don't know that do you it's it's the move you have to make if you're denver if you don't have a russell wilson you don't even compete in the division with those other two so it's the move you have to make so i agree with you there it's just if you did all that and you're still just the third best team it's like yeah yeah i mean i i can understand that but at the same time I think, I mean, it only takes any given day, right? And I, I don't see that the Chargers now after this move, I mean, their defense improved, but I st- I, could, I think Denver can go toe-to-toe with the Chargers. Yeah, it'll be close. It'll be how well do the all these new pieces fit on, yeah. the, uh, on the Chargers in there and how they work. But I love what they're doing when they got a quarterback on a rookie contract. Go at this is how you win. This is what Dallas didn't do. This yeah. is how you win Super Bowls. Great young quarterback. Pile up on free agents now and go for it. Absolutely. You know, look, 
when you look at the best team, Mike, which team do you think had the worst week last week? Or the worst uh, starting, rather? I think I got to go Niners had the worst week. Uh, you know, they couldn't get Brady because that was a lot of the talk. The 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 reason people thought Brady was coming back is it was like too much talk about Niner going to the Niners. So they missed on that. They're going to lose Jimmy G. Um, I believe they just lost a D tackle and, a, and an offensive lineman in free agency. And, uh, you know, it just seems like they're going in with Trey Lance. It might be one year they need to like one or two years to build him up. So, you know, they went from a, a team that beat us and competed to go to the Super Bowl to like, you know, in that division, are they going to win enough games? Can they beat any of those division teams with Trey Lance there? You know, not, you know, maybe in a year or two. I think Trey Lance can be very good, but I feel like they kind of fell off um, a little bit. So we'll see how that goes. You make some good points there. Can you imagine, man? I can't imagine trading all that to move up to drop Trey Lance and then you're trying to trade for a 40 year old Tom Brady, man. That's not a good sign. Yeah, it's not a good sign. And maybe, maybe uh, Tom Brady wanted to go there and Kyle Shanahan said, no, nah, we got our guy already. It's possible. Yeah. Uh, for me, I, I felt like the commanders, man, trading that two third round picks to acquire Carson Wentz and that $28 million salary, dude, that was, that was just a panic move and for no reason. And then Watson clears like the next day. That's the right answer. The command. First of all, your name, your name's terrible. Like you should have stuck with the football team. The commanders, you're a high school team, basically. You're a high school yeah. team. And and then you go and get Carson Wentz. Oh, God. Did you not watch? You watched the Colts last year, didn't you? Like, they were loaded, and that guy couldn't do anything. All he had to do was beat the Jaguars at home. And I know, look, QB wins is not a QB stat. I Believe me, I'm a Cowboys fan. I know. That mm-hmm. game was bad, Carson Wentz. That's one of those where you go, eh, yeah, that one's pretty pretty on the quarterback. You know, and Dax had a few of those. Mm-hmm. Gotta say, Dax had a few of those. You just don't pull out an overall record or go like when they go, oh, he's one and three in the playoffs. I'm like, yeah, but he freaking dueled with Aaron Rodgers. Like, right on. You're gonna blame him for that. In this case, that Jaguars game's bad wins, and he's just been bad. Like, other than 2017, he's not been a very good quarterback. You know, it just is what it is. I know people, a lot of people like him, and people feel bad because they picked him second overall, and you don't want to be wrong, but you were wrong. He wasn't worth that pick. He, he wasn't good mentally. He was not good. He had one good year where he was unbelievable on third down, and it's almost impossible to replicate. And he hasn't since, and it's been a downhill slope. So, yeah, the commanders, stupid name, stupid quarterback. Piss on him. <laughs> I want to change the name of the episode so bad now. I'm going to have to incorporate piss in there somehow. <laughs> <laughs> Never know when I'm going to start pissing on everybody. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God, man. <laughs> uh, so, Mike, okay, you, you saw, you talked about the uh, the Russell Wilson package, what Seattle was able to get in return. You know, what were your thoughts on, on both sides of that deal? Uh, I thought Seattle did great. Um, their quarterback hasn't been the same last two years. Last year he was pretty average. I mean, let, he put up numbers like Dak did in the second half, and people were like, Dak's the worst quarterback in the league. And that's basically what he did the whole year. 
And uh, and the don't don't tell me no help with with the running game he has with DK Metcalf with Tyler Lockett like they have a good team and their their defense was bad but not as bad as last year so he just had a bad year he obviously didn't want to be there you know and I just that's not a good mentality for me and a quarterback so I look at they got three first and two seconds. Is that what it was? And then Noah Fant and Shelby Harris, I believe the defensive lineman. That's a haul, man. Get that. That is a nice deal. So, um, yeah, I hope, uh, in like eight years when, uh, if Dak starts playing like Russell Wilson, I hope we can get a haul like that because that was, that was, that's a nice. Now that doesn't mean Seattle will be good at drafting because they haven't been, but if they hit on their draft picks, that's man, what a what a game changer that could be for them. Yeah, for me, Mike, I look at that trade and I felt like both sides actually got better. Both sides win that deal, especially you look at Seattle, the state of their team. And then you, you know, I I know you're not a big fan of this quarterback class, but maybe a guy like Malik Willis could they could that could he fall to Seattle and they don't have to trade up or anything, and they may possibly get their franchise quarterback a guy who could who they can start this year and let him kind of learn as he goes and they can figure out what what direction their their franchise is going in. I, I like both sides of that, that deal. Yeah, it's not bad. Like I said, I, I it feels like I'm crapping on the on the deal for Denver, but they had to do it though. Like, mm-hmm. you know, do I think it's gonna work out? I don't, but I get the move. Like Justin Herbert and Patrick Mahomes are in your division and you have Drew Locke. Like, what are you gonna do? You and and your defense is good enough, your weapons are good enough, your offensive line's okay. You're yeah. missing the quarterback. So I get going and getting them. I just, if you're making me put money on it, Herbert with all the stuff he got around on him and the Chiefs, Patrick Mahomes, give me those two and, and, until Russell Wilson shows that, you know, he's back. The thing about, man, having DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett and adding a guy like Noah Fan and his his big playability, that's, that's pretty scary if they can get the right quarterback. Yeah, I know. And it, it, this what sucks is I probably would go with a Bridgewater or Jimmy G or something and pass on quarterbacks this year because I just I don't think any of them are any good and go into next year. But they're like bad at drafting. So like they're going to have all these picks and I'd worry about, you know, I don't know. I maybe make maneuvers where you pile up your picks for next year so you could trade up for the quarterback you want, you know. But what's probably going to happen is they're going to get Willis at nine. So that, that would be my guess. Yeah. And, you know, Seattle likes to trade back. I don't know. Could, could Dallas attempt to trade up and maybe grab a stud offensive lineman? I don't want to trade. Not, not all the way to nine, but to their to their second pick, second first round pick. I don't want to tra- – I, I just don't think there's players worthy of trading up this draft. Your, your spot at 24, you should get a really good player there. And – uh I think 56 is going to be a really good player too. So I, I think you're going to get two really good starters. Mm-hmm. It's just you got to get one of them to be an offensive lineman. You really need to fill that left guard if you're not going to go sign one in free agency. Yeah, that, that's a that's a conversation for another day, sir. Yeah, agreed. Okay, so if you're if you were Seattle and you you know okay, let me rephrase. If, if you're Dallas, the state. And, and the Cowboys in the state that Seattle was, would you trade Dak for the Russell Wilson package, Mike? Not right now. No, he's 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 still young, and uh, he's only six years in. And if you get the guy from the first half of the season next year, 
watch out. That that guy was MB like I was talking him up as the top quarterback in the league because Patrick yeah. Mahomes was playing bad. And he was the top quarterback in the league. He was killing up to that Patriots game, and then teams stopped blitzing him. Uh, there was this article that talked about how they went into coverage, they stopped blitzing, and uh, and um, the, the offense as a whole, including him, did not adjust well to the to the seven eight man coverages, you know, because the offensive line couldn't block uh, the run, and the offensive line couldn't stop the uh, pass rush. Even three four man pass rushes were getting to him, so. Get the offensive line better, and Dak will be just fine. If I, if I were Seattle, if Dallas was in the same state as Seattle, I was the GM. I think I would consider trading Dak for that package. But the state that we're in right right now, as of today, no, I, I can't see any package where I'd be willing to trade away Dak Prescott. Yeah, I agree. You, quarterback's too important. So, you know, old Jerry Jones, Mike, he, he loves the headlines, and he made the headlines for a, a different reason last week. Uh, shout out to Kelly K9 for his – for his video on that, that was hilarious. Yeah, it was. Let me ask you, Mike, if, if you were Jerry Jones' son, what would you do for a living? Nothing. Nothing. I got you a bunch want to of- be a scout or anything? No, I just want to sit around and do nothing. I have tons of money. You know how many shows there are streaming I want to watch and video games oh I want God. to play? And No, I don't want to do anything. I only work now because I have to. I don't want to do stuff. What is that? You know, you know how many shows I'm behind. I haven't watched uh, for all mankind. I haven't watched uh, in uh, what is it? Invasion. I'm, I'm behind a ton of shows and a ton of movies. I would sit around and get fat and then pay the doctors to keep me alive. And I would be like, uh, what's Wally? The guy, I would buy a little chair and it would be move me around. No, I wouldn't. I'd go to Disneyland every day. I'd go to every Disney park. I would go to like Disneyland for a week and then go over to Disney world for a week and then Disney Paris for a week. And I'd sit on my fat alien chair and just like Wally and watch my streaming shows. I wouldn't even cook. And I love cooking. I, I literally love cooking. I'd be like, nah, make me food every day. I'm going to get food. I want, I'm Jerry Jones son. I got all this money. I'm not doing anything. And everybody would love me for it. Cause I wouldn't fuck everything up the way Stephen Jones does. My idea. I thought you'd have some some plan where you're like, I'm going to become the GM. I'm going to hire Dane Brugler, Jeff Cavanaugh, Brian Broaddus, Ke- uh, Kevin Turner, and have those guys be the scouts and let's let's build something together. No, I'll I'll talk to Jerry about doing that, but I don't want to be in, I don't want to be in charge of it. I'm like, hey, put Will McClay in charge because he should be, and let him yeah. bring on Dane and Jeff and Brian and all those like they should. I don't know if they bring Brian back. I love him, but, you know, they already had him over there, and so I don't know if that would work out. But I would try to bring him in, consultant and everything, but I don't want to work. Disneyland, Disneyland, food, streaming shows, movies. You know, you kind of, you've always struck me as a, a bit of an active person. I, I can't imagine you just sitting around all day and enjoying that life. I am. I, I wouldn't. I'm fucking yeah. around. I hate it. I, I have to. bored to death, bro. I, I started cooking because work was taken away from me and basketball was taken away from me and everything. And I was like, screw it, I'm going to learn to cook. And I just started watching everything I could and doing everything I could. And I went to school for it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be able to. I'm I'm talking shit, but I would love to be that way if I had a lot of money. Man, right. just you know, do nothing lazy. Watch my shows and go to the, I would go. I would 100% live at disneyland though i would go to all the disney parks 
I'd bring, I don't care. I'd be over there, bring home COVID to California. I don't care. I'm going to Hong Kong and, and all oh, those things. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to them all. So for me, if I, if I were Jerry Jordan, like I probably, I would go to culinary school, then I would want to run my own food truck and I'd be a world traveler. Man. I love it. I love that one. We could have matched yeah, there. Yeah. I'd go with you. I, you absolutely. I'd love to, dude. Hey, I, I'd love to run a food truck with you, man. That'd be fun. I'll be your sous chef. You can teach me a few things. No, no, you're finishing culinary school. Go ahead. <laughs> you do that. I'll be the sous chef. I don't want to be in charge. <laughs> I have all the money already. I'm Stephen Jones or Jerry Jones' son. I don't. I don't want to do all the hard work. Leave that shit to you. I just cook. That's hey. That's that works for me, Mike. Okay, so let's just say if Jerry Jones was the father of your child, what are five demands you'd have to keep quiet? Okay, so. I, I'm not going to blackmail him. I feel bad about it, but I just, I can't. If he was my son, I would want to like, I don't know, like, like, is am I the kid or did, did I have his kid? He had his kid. Okay, just take care of the kid then. Like, be a, be a grown man. Take care, make sure he has a good education. Make sure we have food, a place to stay. I'm not going to blackmail him. No, I can't. I'm not. That's okay, not so my... You, what if you are the kid and, you, and he's paying you to keep quiet? What are five demands that you have? I feel so. I know you wrote something down. Don't act like you didn't. Ah, I, I did. I put. I, I literally put. This is my notes. Not gonna blackmail whatever court decides to take care of the kid. That's oh, my really? note. I'm just not. You're I'm a not, better man than me, Mike. I'm not gonna blackmail somebody, dude. I. I that's just not my thing, man. I, I, okay. How about I would want to do those Disney trips. I would want yeah. them to pay to take, I would, I would want that. So that is something I would, I would want. Send me to every Disneyland thing. It's a bucket list item. You know, I mean, Hey, WrestleMania, give me tickets to WrestleMania. Like I'm not, I, if you can pop, like, can you, Hey, can you send me to WrestleMania? I, I'm not going to say nothing. I'm, you know, either way, even if you say no, I'm not yeah. going to blow your shit up, but you know, you could be cool. You could be a cool dad and send me to WrestleMania. Stuff Can I, I guess. When like Jerry's kids were were actually kids, what their Christmases were like. Oh, bro, I don't even want to. That was amazing, dude. dude. My Christmases are still like we literally have to tell my mom like, you know, you're poor, right? Like, stop getting us stuff. We're old. Get the grandkids stuff. Leave us yeah. out. But. She's one of those, she, she, that's basically what she does. She racks the credit card up and then they pay it off through the year and then rack it up at the end. But they get, the grandkids do get the most, but she still gives us like, I'm like, you don't need to get us that. We're old. We could buy our own stuff. We work. We're all right. But she does. She loads up like she bought us three 4k movies and like three video PS five games. That's a lot of money. Like that's crazy. So yeah, she does a good job. But I'm curious, Mike. Not not trying to be in your your business or your mom's business, but I don't I don't I'm not familiar with a 4K TV or the price of a DVD. But is it you know more than twenty dollars, twenty five dollars, or if if she would, oh man, you're gonna get me to yell at her on this. If she would wait and get them at the right, she worries about them not being there for Christmas because right. like her thing is having the whole family there. They all open their gifts and oh my god, we got this, you know. If she would wait, you can get them real cheap. That's why I don't like her to get them. But what happens is I put them on an Amazon wish list so that I don't mm-hmm. forget them. And then yeah. she goes on and checks my wish list and takes stuff off of it. 
and then puts on there like don't buy, don't buy for everything. So I don't know which one she picked. Mm-hmm. And then at Christmas, so I can't go and buy anything. But yeah. if she waits for a black, if you get it regular, it's about 30 bucks, 24 dollars oh, okay. for a 4K. But if you wait for like right around Black Friday, mm-hmm. you, can get, you can get 4K movies for like $12. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's a nice deal. Okay, Mike, so like I was saying, you're a better man than me. The five demands that I would have if I were uh, Jerry Jones's love child, I would want a million dollars a year tax-free for life. A Cowboys luxury suite for any and all events at AT&T Stadium with parking included for life. All of the Cowboys merchandise, players only included for life. Use of a private jet with a pilot and an 11-bedroom, six-bathroom house for my wife and I and her parents and and her sister and brother and nephew and my little sister and her her brother and uh, sister-in-law. Damn. (laughs) Damn. Oh, evidence to Paul. Wow. I'm actually, hey, I'm kind of scared. I've talked to you on pre-roll about stuff going on in my life. I'm poor, sir. So please don't, don't let the fact that I write for Cowboys fool you. I don't get a lot of money for that. So don't come at me with all the secrets, you know, sir. Well, hey, man, you know, Jerry Jones is, is wealth. had a big impact on that list, obviously, right? Yeah, he has. He has the money to do all that without even making a dent. So it's not a a bad five, but I just, I don't know. I can't, I don't want to list five things. Hey, I'm a black blackmail you for this. I can't, I can't do it, man. I'm sorry. I put in my notes too. Like legitimately, I was like, nah, bro, not going to do it. Hey dude, you're like, I said, you're a better man than me, Mike. So you mentioned that you were, if you were his son, you'd sit around, catch up on some TV shows and movies and things. You know, Mike, looking at our view from the front row last week, what were some things you watched last week? Murderville. Murderville is, is friggin' awesome. It's a show starring uh, uh, Will Fort, oh, Will Arnett. Sorry, I mixed the MacGruber and him up real quick. Will Arnett, who's hilarious in himself, but the, the premise is you bring on a guest host. And they solve like a murder every week. And he, uh, but the guest host is all improv. There's no script. He has no idea what's going on. And as the show goes on, he gets clues. And he has to try to guess the murder at the end. And it's, I can't recommend that show enough. Not only is it funny because the whole time when the one, like the Conan O'Brien one is genius. But the whole time, if you think about it from the fact that the guest does not know what's happening, like yeah. it's all improv on his part, part, it's really, really funny. And then you add at the end that you kind of do a little clue detective work because mm-hmm. you're you're trying to figure out who the killer is too. And then you can take your guess at the end and see if you're right. You know, so uh, Murderville. I also watched Adam's project turning red. Uh, Adam's project was really good. Turning red was pretty good Disney movie. And then I'm watching pieces of her right now, which I'll get back to you guys next week on how that ends. Uh, where can people watch Murderville? Murderville's Netflix a Netflix only show. Okay, watch cool. it. I'll have, to, I'll have to check that out. It's six 30 minute episodes. It, it will oh, take okay. three hours of your day, but it's yeah. hilarious. So uh, last week, Mike, my, my wife and I and my the in-laws, we watched Turning Red, and I believe it's Pixar, right? Or Pixar and Disney are the same thing, correct? Yes. I was um, 
the story was okay. There were some really funny parts, but overall it was just kind of, eh, like people were saying, or the Agreed. reviews were saying it's an instant classic, but I, mm-hmm. I didn't feel that way. I thought the animation was, there were some parts where it was really, really good. My father-in-law, he said that he wasn't impressed with the animation. What were your thoughts on that? Uh, the animation was good, but the story's right. It starts off cool because it, it honestly, I thought it was getting into a really, um, a really tough thing to write a movie about. Basically, the female, you know, that time of month type thing, yeah. and then it kind of flipped to something else that it wasn't, you know, a, a, as interesting for me. I still liked the movie, but it wasn't, you know, definitely wasn't an instant classic. Uh, I thought the animation was pretty good, but the 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 story getting away from you know what i thought it was about kind of a girl growing up into the 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 panda stuff wasn't as interesting to me the second half of the movie i don't know do you, were there some was there do you think there's some like underlying things it's just about uh, a girl becoming a woman type of thing did you get any of that in there yeah because it's kind of like trying to push away from your mom and grandma in a house that i'm assuming the writer of the movie kind of grew up in a house that was very um, overbearing yeah. parents. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so it was a lot. It turned from talking about like a young female growing up to about overbearing parents. And the age of the female didn't hit as much as like, because mm-hmm. overbearing parents, could, I could have overbearing parents. You could have overbearing parents. Right. So it kind of flipped a little bit too much for me. It's it's still an okay movie. It's not a bad movie or anything. It just, I feel like it started off and I was like, oh, this is really interesting. I can't believe they're getting into this type of topic. And then it kind of changed. It was like, okay, the panda thing didn't really do it for me. Yeah, I'm right there with you. So I watched Turning Red and then, you know, I meant to mention it last week, but uh, my wife and I, we started This Is Us, which we're still in the first season one. Very good show though. Really uh-huh. enjoy it. And um, I think that's about it. I don't. I didn't watch too much last week. Pretty busy last week. No Adams Project. No, I didn't watch that. You should watch it, man. Ryan Reynolds, good. It's a good movie. Ryan Reynolds. If you like Ryan Reynolds, his movies. Yeah, you know he's a smart ass guy, and 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 uh, he's uh, he kind of time travels to figure some shit out. So it's it's worth watching. And um, this is us. Is man. Lots of crying during those seasons. I I cry so much watching This Is Us. It's really like once every three episodes, I'd say they have me bawling like a baby. So I cry more than most. I don't think you will, but you'll probably cry once or twice in there. They they really do a good job. My wife's been known to shed a tear, so it'll, I'm sure there's there's there'll be an episode soon where she she kind of lets it out a little bit. I was watching uh, Spider-Man uh, No Way Home um, right now, just before we came on. And the man that I don't want to give away spoilers, but man, that's a, that's the ending of that is teary, real yeah, teary. Absolutely. Okay, Mike, here we are with one word this week. And Mike, I want you to give me one word on how you feel about Amari's time as a cowboy. Uh, inconsistent. So for whatever reason, injuries, dealing with injuries, the offense, uh, a, not a, the connection lost between him and Dak Prescott, it just got inconsistent. He, he lit, I mean, literally would go like 200 yards in a game and then like 30. And so, um, you know, I would have liked him 
to get more, ideally, if we're playing Madden, I'm not trading in Amari Cooper for anything less than a day two pick. But I understood that in the circumstance they were in now that that wasn't going to happen. So uh, I'd say his time ended inconsistent. Pretty close to what I had, Mike. I, you know, with 27 touchdowns, almost 300 receptions, almost 4,000 yards, and 55 games played with one playoff win, at a first-round pick price and issues with effort from time to time, but most notably and the most important game of the year, I feel like Amari's time with the Cowboy was insufficient. That's a good word. That's a good word because it started off so great. That you thought, oh, we're adding Lamb to this. You know, Schultz is upcoming. Like, we're, you know, just we thought it was going to build on, and it kind of just kept dropping off. It was a bummer, you know, the last – it's too bad. Uh, Inconsistent or inefficient. I agree. Both of them were. Okay, and then, you know, you kind of look at the his contract and everything, another somewhat savvy contract by, by the Cowboys there. Yeah, and they did the same thing with Gallup. If he stays hurt. For the next yeah. two years, they have an out. If he doesn't, if if Michael Gallup ascends and, and becomes a legitimate wide receiver one, that's going to be one of the best contracts in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And I still feel like, I mean, for everything that Gallup's done, I mean, we've only seen glimpses, but I still think he got a really good deal, all things considered, for him. Yeah, he did. I mean – they, they both got a good deal because if he balls out and makes money, yeah, it's going to be a little short end, but still $62 million over five years when you've been injured, you know, pretty much last two seasons, pretty good. But Dallas, less than 50% is guaranteed. There's an out in two years. The cap hit, I believe, this year is under $5 million, which is genius. Yeah. So I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I'm excited to see what they do with the extra space. Keep bringing our guys back. Go get Curse. Go get Gregory. Go get Hooker. Go get Urban. And then if you could bring in a Bobby Wagner, that would be oh amazing. God, that would like put it over the top. But go yeah. get our guys. Bobby Wagner, man, that, that would be that would win the offseason for me, regardless of what happened after that. I think you know because we bring back Tank, we bring back Gallup, but then we bring in a Bobby Wagner. I would feel like that's a very successful offseason for the Cowboys. Yeah, if you told me I could have Armstrong and Wagner or Gregory, I'll take Armstrong and Wagner. And I'm very much an edge is more important than off-ball linebacker, but I'm so tired of seeing this team get ran on. And Bobby Wagner is an elite run defender, elite. He's only average in coverage now. He's not bad or anything, but he's not good either. Cox and Parsons and and Curse would all be better in coverage. But, man, he could play the run, and he sees it so quickly, so smart. Like, give me Bobby Wagner all day. Absolutely. Well, Mike, you know, as always, I gave you a little homework last week, and you were going to uh, be discussing or giving us your review on Montana linebacker Troy Anderson. I hate it here. I just hate having to, 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 to scout such a good prospect and know that the chances Dallas would take him, even if he got to 56 or like slim is brutal. Um, he, he's, he has undeniable raw ability. So you can go through athleticism. Um, he has the range to get everywhere on the field, tackling or in coverage has all the range. He's a superb athlete. He can stay with tight ends and slot guys because his athleticism is excellent. He's an above-average tackler. He uses his size and length well enough 
to uh to 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 bring people down and to get uh-huh. in passing lanes and he has great versatility. Uh he actually do you know he played uh quarterback and running back at at Montana too? Yes. Yeah, he played offense too, which is pretty cool. Um man, he he's here's the thing about a prospect like Anderson. For us, if we're really going for it in 2022, maybe he's not the best pick at 56 because he's going to take a little bit of time. That that brings mm-hmm. me to the cons. He's real new to the position. He, he's Two raw. Years, like, right? Yeah, it takes him a while to see stuff. He just looks great because he's so fast. He gets to the ball so fast. But he needs time to learn the position. He does not know it. Uh, he doesn't mm-hmm. know how to get off blocks consistently. He doesn't know how to process information. He, he doesn't know route combinations yet, so he'll drop into the wrong zones, you know, and, and there's issues there. But if you're a team like, say, Jacksonville early or Jets early, where you're a couple years, you're building towards the, the, the team in a couple years being contenders, this guy could be a freak if he gets a chance to just start and play. Like, because he's going to be it athletically. He just needs to get it up here. And it's over, and and he's going to be awesome. Um, I know some other stuff that you asked. Will he be a day one contributor? Yes, because he'll be a special teams guy. That'll be the first thing he'll learn. And he'll also, he's too athletic and too special not to play right away. So he'll go out and play. He'll have issues, but he'll play. Uh, Do I think he's a Cowboys type? No, because he goes to Montana. And I don't think Dallas would have to take him at 56. And I don't think they'll they'll look at guys like that till the third round. Um, I, I think he's unlikely to be drafted here due to his school. Uh, if he got to the third round, then we'd talk, but I don't there's no way he'll get there. My uh, pick prediction is uh, 50 to 60. I think he'll go somewhere between 50 and 60. and I think he's uh, I have a second round grade on him personally. So nigga the position, an unlimited raw raw ability but uh needs to learn the position kind of sounds like somebody from last year mike yeah well i mean he ain't got that kind of a let's let's be clear he's not the size that michael parsons size and speed is like oh my god and then you don't you didn't realize the edge rusher he was i don't want to conflate that that you know for everything i said about michael parsons i still had a first round grade on him i just didn't want a linebacker this guy's second round grade. He 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 doesn't. He's not ready to play NFL consistently. He's got to be coached up big time. Mm-hmm. But my goodness, what a steal he is going to look like in a year or two when he gets it. Right. Oh my God. He is. He's. He's just. He's going to be a phenomenal linebacker if he stays healthy and he studies. He just has too much ability not to be. It just seems like there's so many varieties of linebackers that this is a good draft to, to take a chance on a couple. Man, I would love to get Quay Walker, Damone Clark in the in in, uh, in the third round if one of them could fall, even if we had to move up or if we traded back from 24 and picked up a third. Quay Walker or, or Damone Clark, if somehow they fell to the third round, would be magical. All right, Mike. So, uh, some more homework for you. I want you to do a or uh, to study. I don't know if you've studied him already, but Cincinnati wide receiver Alec Price. 
Oh, I don't wait. Uh, six one two twenty, and and ran the really good forty. Is that who? He is six three two thirteen. Yeah, does it? Can you look up his forty time? Was he a top ten forty time at the combine? Uh, one second. If that's him, because I know he does have breakaway speed. If that's him, I have looked at him a little bit, but I'll need to do more work. Okay. Let me go. I'm going to player profiler real quick, and uh, that don't make sense. They have everybody in their database. Let me see. The heck? Their profile let me down. I did not see that coming. Oh. I'm looking through. Maybe they're updating it, but wow, man, they, they have literally every everybody, even players who are no one in the league in their database. Wow, that's weird. Normally I just come up and it hits, but if that's him, I have him marked. Uh, as one of my next guys to get, because I believe he's a, a guy Dallas would get with that size and speed. Yeah. Uh, they have Stimmy, so you know they kind of have a guy like that, bigger, taller, with with speed. But uh, but I'll look into him this week, and then I'll have one, something ready for you guys next week. Yes, sir. Well, Mike, man, as always, I enjoyed the conversation. Uh, while, while we're getting out of here, remind people where they can find you on Twitter at CD Piglet, guys. Nice and easy, and I. Uh, we might have kept this under an hour. Is that possible? Did that happen? Hey, yes, sir. We did. Let's keep talking. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> guys, I'm Paul Ryan. You can find me on Twitter at Paul underscore Ryan 15. We appreciate you joining us, and we'll see you guys next week.